Now, before we talk about anything else, we gotta give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Lumify. Don't you just love when someone looks at you and says, what were you up to last night? Well, no matter how late you were up the night before, Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops can help your eyes look more refreshed and awake. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute to help your eyes look brighter and whiter for up to eight hours. No wonder it has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. You won't believe your eyes. You know you can trust them, though, because they're made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb, and they're backed by six clinical studies. Eye doctors trust them too. They're the number one recommended redness reliever eye drop. The one and only Lumify is an amazing drop that will have people saying something's different about you in the best way possible. So check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. That's LumifyEyes.com. Thank you so much Lumify for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Hi everyone, my name is Tyler Oakley and you are listening to Psychobabble, an unfiltered half hour of gossip sessions, pop culture scrutiny, and stories we've never told in videos. It's not just crazy talk, it's Psychobabble. This week we discuss what Corey's dad and Shaq have in common, Aubrey O'Day unleashing hell upon the Trump family, Sniffany Bump headlining Trump Pride, and who is the least racist person on the podcast. Stick around, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, and live tweet as you listen with hashtag psychobabble. Hi, Corey. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hi. Um, we have one week until the election. How are you feeling? Shit. Well, no, I'm sorry. No, one week until the election is over. You can the election's happening right now. True. Did you vote? I haven't yet. What? Well, yeah. Well, so here's the thing. Well, what's your plan? Here, we're going to role play how to talk to a friend who hasn't voted. Yeah, hey, bitch. Corey, ha- ha- why, why haven't you voted? <laughs> um, well, my ballot is sitting right over there, and I'm going to mm. fill it out and walk it the two blocks to my precinct the day of. And nice. Hand it in in person. Cool. I well, was, d- well, listen. Did you know I, you, can, you can hand it in early? Yeah, I think so. But then I have to go to City Hall or something. Oh, well, if you need me to help you find any information about drop-off locations or ballot boxes. Well, here's here's the tea. So I was debating mailing it because, you know, they were all saying mail it last week by this day. But like with the tracking stuff, I can track it and I can get a text. And I think in San Francisco, it is safe to mail, especially with, I mean, we've still got like 10 days from when we're actually recording this versus to when it comes out. But anyways... If, like, I don't get that text, then I could walk over to my precinct and vote in person, and it would cancel out the ballot that I mailed in. Uh, okay, I don't know how, about anything about that. That sounds um, like voting twice, but... No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what my roommate said. He said, if you don't have confirmation that your mail-in ballot was received, you can go in and tell them that. Oh, and word, they, okay. And, yeah, I, I mean, I would be upfront and honest. I'd be like, I mailed it in. I did not get confirmation. I checked the website, so I want to scratch that ballot and do a... What you call it? That's fair. Uh, we well, have see, bitch, seven I days. Have so many plans. <laughs> As of as of this upload, we have seven days to go. I have spent um, my weekend. I I made a little uh, Apple Cloud folder of like assets, and I I literally texted every single person in my phone 
and I DM'd every single person I follow on Instagram. And I thought it was going to be overwhelming to do that, but it was so fun. It was like catching up with a whole bunch of people with a really, really great reason to say hello. And I love that. Everyone seemed to be really receptive to getting all these like assets. And I think, you know, some people are like, oh, I don't know the right thing to say. So they end up saying nothing at all. Or like they don't have the right asset to post. So they don't post anything at all. So like to just give them the stuff. I think a lot of people are like, oh, thank, this helps me just do what I what they want to do anyway. Yeah, I saw. Um, I mean, and honestly, I still hadn't figured out. Um, how I how I felt about all the like propositions and all the um uh I was like why do they call it? some are propositions and some are like ballot measures in San Francisco whatever anyways I hadn't felt figured out how I felt about all of those and then Tessa our good friend Tessa who was on the podcast um a few months ago had posted on her Instagram this link to vote save America, which you can put in your address. It pulls up your ballot and it actually like explains everything in such better detail than like what you're actually reading on the ballot. And even in San Francisco, they send us these great booklets, um, before your ballot comes to kind of give you information about the different propositions and that sort of thing. But a lot of it's in like big words and like legal mumbo jumbo. And so this Vote Save America one has been great. I think if you just go to votesaveamerica.com, you can kind of click around and find. Um, it's votesaveamerica.com slash ballot. Ballot. Perfect. So anyways, I put in my little address here in San Francisco. It's got all the candidates, all the propositions. It says who... Um, like it says, like if the Democratic Party or the Republican Party supports this ballot measure, everything like that. And it gives it in such easy, um, understandable language where you can read it. Because like I said, some of these prop propositions are all about like taxes and property taxes. And if, if you die and you leave your property to your children, I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. And Well, also, if you don't have a strong opinion on a, a measure or a, a, th- a thing and you don't feel comfortable voting for that thing, your, your ballot... You don't have to fill in Mm -hmm. every single thing. So if it comes down to it and you don't feel comfortable picking a side for something, you don't have to fill that out. You just vote for the things that you're sure about. And there you go. Yeah. So anyways, it's I was literally doing that first thing this morning when I woke up because, like I said, I knew it was something I still had to do. Um, And I went through and I was doing it and I've got all my and it's so nice because you click. It even lets you click yes or no, and then it keeps it tallied all on the side. So then you can scroll up and reference it, check all the boxes, depending on how big your ballot is. Um, I'm sure it's something you could screenshot if you were going to take into the polls if you're voting in person. So you can oh, reference it. That's always in. very helpful because when you're in the ballot box and you're trying to figure it out and you're scrolling on your phone trying to get your stuff, yeah. to have something that like, okay, here's my list of what I'm voting for, that is so helpful. I was like explaining it to my dad because he is a first time voter ever. That's okay. So I know, I know, Shaq. I know. Did you know Shaq never voted before? No, I didn't know This that. is his first election. <laughs> I love that for my dad and for Shaq. Um, but... Yeah, I was I was kind of telling him I was like if you need help with anything, here's some good resources and I was like you can write it down on a note and take it in there, you can uh take a screenshot on your phone and I was like cuz yeah, you're not going to know everything unless you prepare yourself a little bit ahead of time and he was like he's like oh, I didn't even think I could take my phone in there with me. And I'm like I think you can. I'm like you check your state <laughs> check by state, but I just know like some of them you can't like take pictures while you're in there and that sort of thing. Um, hey, did you watch the the final debate? Hell yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, <sighs> Trump is insane. Not to use that word lightly, but I really do think he's he is his 
his brain's not uh, fully functional. It, something's off. He, yeah. It's yeah. like, I don't know Hell how anybody yeah. can watch the two of them and, and think this is even up for debate. I don't. Well, listen, it's been four years of me wondering that. <laughs> yeah. Well. Did you have any, did you have any specific call outs from the debate you wanted to discuss? You know, I just, uh, it, I find the bar to be so low that anybody that thinks Trump made any sense, talked about any policy, he, he didn't do anything even remotely presidential or talk about the future that he wants to do with four more years. Like, just because he's not screaming and like completely incoherent, people keep saying like, oh, he had a different tone or he uh, this is like a new presidential air to him. I'm like, girl, your your bar is so low that you think that anything he did up there is even remotely close to being able to lead a country, let alone have um, the nuclear codes. You know, it's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, I think it was all summed up very well in like one of the, I think the last, one of the last few questions she had asked was about um, like, it's the day after the election and the results yes. are in and you, and you won and what's your message to the American people? And Joe Biden's very much was about unity and and um, bringing America back together and, and being there for the people who didn't vote for him and wanting to lead for the entire country. And Trump's was like, well, if I, if I didn't win, well, good luck with your taxes. Cause Joe Biden's. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like, it, he didn't even listen to the question. He no, has no the ability. He didn't listen to. Did you see Aubrey O'Day's tweet? I did. I think I sent it to you, but here's my, Here's my question. So Aubrey O'Day, uh, <laughs> singer of uh, Danity uh, Kane, Danity Kane fame. She used to date Trump Jr. Um, yeah, right. one of them. Oh, Don, I, was, I think Donald Jr. Yeah, that's Maybe. what I said. Trump Jr. You were giving me a look like I was wrong. No, um, I'm t- I was trying to remember. Anyways, so they dated a while ago. She has said things on and off in the last four years. But essentially, she tweeted that she had receipts for things the night of the debate. And it was that Don Jr. hates his dad, uh, that Eric Trump had an affair, uh, and that Ivanka... And, and, f- wait, and he fucked somebody on the boardroom table of The Apprentice. <laughs> well, I think that was the affair. <laughs> well, it was a family affair. Was uh, I think... Was she... She was on The Apprentice. I, you know, I have no clue. I'd never watched that, and I really am grateful in hindsight. I never but watched also, it. Also, I thought the biggest the biggest um bombshell of that was she said Ivanka is a lesbian. Yes. Um <laughs> so my whole thought process is at this point if you've got receipts on anyone in the Trump family and you're tweeting about it but not showing the receipts then you're just doing it for attention. Well, maybe maybe there's like legal issues but yeah, I in general I agree with then you. Then say it. And then say anybody it, don't spray it, bitch. <laughs> anybody that's in the Trump administration that's about to release like books, tell all books, like fuck all those people that I, are waiting with their information that could save democracy right. and instead are it, it, cashing it in for like a, a bump in their book sales. Fuck you. That's, that's, my a, that's exactly what I said about that. Fuck who had Trump on tape back in March saying that it was more serious, that coronavirus was more serious than they were letting on and that he didn't want to m- make a panic. And it's like, they sat on that for four months and it's just like, you, it just takes all 
I don't know. It just makes me super frustrated because it's like, if you have anything, like, I think at this point, you've got to put the country above yourself or whatever and and stop making this about getting another 100,000 followers on Twitter, Aubrey O'Day. Well, if you got the, the receipts, show them. The only Trump family member that Aubrey O'Day did not come for, Miss Tiffany Trump. She's Did um, she come for Barron? She did come for Barron. She said, Barron uh, is a little shit asshole, is what she Don did G- not. Yes. Is, oh, Aubrey O'Day's tweet quote says, I have texts of Don Jr. telling me what a little shit asshole Barron is. I'm not saying this, Aubrey O'Day is. She says that they were on a private jet and Baron didn't like the food, so he threw the plate across the plane at the attendant. None of these people fucking, are innocent. Yeah. Ugh, if a child threw a plate? I mean, I, I'm not going to bring him into it. He's not campaigning like the other Trumps <laughs> are. Like, I, I find the, like, bringing the family into the conversation of, like, what is going on, Biden versus Trump, is really petty and low. But with all of the Trumps, they are staff and they are representatives of Trump, the president, and they go and campaign for him. So they are part of it. Meanwhile, them trying to attack Hunter, it's like Hunter is a private citizen. He is not campaigning. He is not, uh, you know, on Biden's staff like he just uh, it's it's petty to bring him into it, I believe. I know. And the whole drug thing with Hunter Biden just shows me even more so how out of touch the Trumps are with like what's actually going on in America and how obviously they have no compassion for people who are struggling with drug uh, problems, but also the fact they don't even realize that it is such a like epidemic in the Midwest and that people are struggling with addiction all over and the Republican Party doesn't seem to want to do anything to fix it. And to the point where they're even going to like make fun of or use it against somebody who had previously struggled with something. And who is currently trying to fix their problem. It's like, why would you attack some, uh, somebody who is an addict who is going through the steps to fix it? Like, girl, that's, how low do you have to be? I, and that's just like, I mean, they talk about so many of the swing states in the Midwest and in the Rust Belt or whatever the area you want to call it. And just they, they talk about... Michigan and Ohio and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. And I just know that these are states and communities that uh, that are struggling with uh, drug abuse. And it's just like, and I'm just like, co- how can these families not be fired up and frustrated when he wants to try to make fun of somebody for something instead of being a compassionate, decent human being at all? And I believe, what is that? What is it? She, she doth protest too much or whatever the hell? <laughs> <laughs> the Shakespeare quote, <laughs> bitch. the call is coming from inside the house. All those Trumps are sniffing, snorting, doing the zhuzh. Girl, Did Tiffany you see Trump, <laughs> I tell you what, Ch- Tiffany Trump, at um, so they hosted a Trump Pride event. I posted a video of her, <laughs> Tiffany Trump was the headlining, um, she gave a speech, I guess. It was not even really a speech. It was kind of like a... I don't know. Uh, it was Lindsay Lohan and Mykonos, bitch. <laughs> it was something. And she was, I, I as a grown adult who, have, who has lived in big cities, I have seen people partake in drug use. I'm not saying I know Tiffany Trump did. But I, I am saying the behavior exhibited on stage at Trump mm. Pride from Tiffany Trump definitely resembled people that I have seen snort things and be cracked out of their mind. Like, 
the like the franticness. Did you see? <laughs> did you see the side by side of when uh, Biden said cocaine and then Trump's face on the stage when they were like, "Yes." <laughs> I, I mean, it's look like, it up uh, if you haven't seen it. It's just funny. It, it was Pavlovian. It was like you know, uh, a dog hearing a he bell started, and knowing it's going to get started food. Started drooling. It was, yeah, uh, yeah. That family. <laughs> I mean, anytime they attack somebody else for anything, it's because they are deflecting something that is exactly what they're deflecting to about well, themselves. Well, Trump's the least racist person at that debate, so. Anytime anybody, can you imagine somebody, anybody saying I'm the least racist person in this room and believing that like anybody that would ever say that out loud, I I can almost guarantee that I would think, oh, they're not the least racist person in the room because they would, nobody would say that. Right. I don't, I don't feel like you need, I don't feel like I would ever have the need to say that or come up with that. Well, Corey, there's, there's only two people on this podcast right now. I believe I am. Uh, pretty up there with the least racist on the podcast right now. Would you like to dispute? How dare you? Oh, thank you. Well, we're both. Uh, I'm alone in my room right now, we're so both I am less racist than Donald Trump. Thank you. I'll take it. Uh, I'll take not, it. That's a very low bar. Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Discover. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Thank you so much, Discover, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, which is Apartments.com. Apartments.com has more rental listings than anywhere else, so finding the perfect place is easier than ever, and so is finally moving in together. Just the two of you. It's a big step. Lots of new responsibilities, lots of adjustments. Most likely, uh, they'll wake you up at odd hours to go to the bathroom, and you'll most definitely find yourself in trouble coming home late for dinner, and they might even unroll all your toilet paper next time. It's just what happens when you two find a new place together. But you're not doing it because you feel like it. No, you're doing it because you love them. Because they're family. And that's why Apartments.com has more pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. So that you and your furry family can find the perfect new place together. Apartments.com. The place to find a pet-friendly place. Thank you so much, Apartments.com, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Hey, um, I know it's easy to... Oh. <laughs> you know what I thought? <laughs> I was going to say, I know it's easy to make fun of Tiffany Trump. But then I thought of... Um, I saw somebody call her Sniffany Bump. <laughs> I think 
that's nice. <laughs> but uh, I do have a, a real actual complaint about her at, at Trump Pride. Was that she, when she was listing... At Trump Pride. She, uh, uh, she was LGBT listing... Trump Pride. But she listed LGBTQI... So she forgot she, the T. She or she left out the T. I don't know She didn't which. have any of the letters and they weren't even close to the right order. <sighs> so... She's at least so that's homo- where we're at. She was the least homophobic person at the Pride event. Imagine, imagine being in that family and you draw straws of what event you have to go do. And Tiffany Trump drew, oh, she has to headline Trump Pride. And like you, you don't have much you have to memorize. LGBTQ plus. That's it's five letters. It's like it's not hard. <laughs> it's like pretty common vernacular these days too. Is she fucked it up? Um, (laughs) No, I was like, I know I watched all of Scandal, um, and like the 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 writing in Scandal just really went off the rails for me toward the end. I mean, and there's just a like a lot of like political stuff going on um, to try to win elections and that sort of thing. And this whole time, I've just been waiting for Donald Trump to pull out one of those crazy plot lines that was on scandal to try to like garner sympathy or get get votes well and i'm like i mean him getting coronavirus was right up there but i'm like if he had to sacrifice one of his children to try to get sympathy votes which i think was a plot line on a scandal episode that would be in a scandal of. Do you think he would pick Sniffity Bump? <laughs> I think Sniffity Bump would be out. You're fired. Avita Zen. Uh, hey, well, um, <laughs> here we are. Speaking of COVID, I did. Did you watch the documentary Totally Under Control? Mm-mm. What's it on? Uh, I think I rented it, but I think it's coming to Hulu or it's going to be on Hulu or maybe Amazon Prime or I don't know. It's called Totally Under Control. It's the complete timeline of this year with COVID and it shows like it's it shows it in timeline form as a documentary and you see where every other country is doing stuff and you see Trump's response as that's happening. It is so damning. And I mean, I know we're, we're living in it right now and it's like, you everyone we're preaching to the choir everyone knows like just how terrible it is but they really break down what the trump administration fucked up and it's it is astounding that nobody is i mean i thought biden said it really well at the um at the debate no president who is responsible for 220,000 deaths in america should have a second term and they really lay it out in the documentary i think you would not necessarily find it enjoyable, but I think you would find it um, helpful in explaining to people just how like un- abnormal this is. Like every other country is fixing this, and Trump basically is has given up on trying to contain it. So I it's I know, and it's just even in the debate, it's like so many of the questions were tailored to Biden about what he would do, and it's like tr- Trump just kept saying, "Oh, if he was in charge, this would have happened," and it's like. He's just speculating about things that he think would have been done differently and it had Biden been in control and saying that it would have been worse, but it's like he's not even owning up. It's just all deflection. He just doesn't even own up to any of the things that he's done. And when you look at other countries that are similar to the US who've got this under control, like Canada, for instance, it's just 
it's just insane that he's still at this point saying that they did the best that they could and that it was supposed to be a million deaths and they got it down to 220,000. Yeah, I feel like if he said that, I think something about a million deaths, it was a, that was if we literally did nothing. If nobody changed any behavior, if nobody wore any mask, if nobody blah, 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 it would, he's saying he saved us from that. I'm like, girl, you didn't do shit. It's yeah. Like, I mean, it's like I was reading about how well San Francisco is doing um, and how low our cases are and, and everything. And um, the article I was reading was saying that had the U.S. as a whole adopted the same policies that the leaders of San Francisco had done, um, there would be over another, like there would be over 100,000 uh, less deaths than what we're currently at. So it would have been closer to 100,000 versus 220,000. And it's just like, Imagine the lives saved. Imagine the people saved. Hey, um, the Kardashians. Did you I, see the latest? I don't. I don't talk about them. Well, I only bring it up because I Courtney. <laughs> I'm well. Then I will. Courtney posted on her Instagram story some merch for Kanye West's. Um, I replied how garbage she is. I know, and, and merch for Kanye running for president. He's telling people to write him in. Kim is telling people to vote, but she's not saying who to vote for. But we all know she is. Imagine being married to somebody. I'm not trying to hold her accountable for like what her husband is doing. But imagine having somebody that you're married to disrupting democracy in this type of terrible way and thinking that that's not a deal breaker. Like at some point, I have to question the whole family. But uh, if you are out there thinking of putting a third party candidate and well, let alone writing in Kanye West, please do some research about the history of third party in America and what it has done so far. The 2000 election, um, there are a lot of resources about what you might think you're doing and how that's not actually helpful in any way. So if you have questions, tweet me and I'll send you links, but please don't be like the Kardashians. Ugh, I'm just so over them. I didn't their show. Isn't this the last season of their show? I I know I probably am one of the only ones who lives in a world where I wish they would all just like slowly disappear. And I know I probably won't ever get that. But I mean, come on. I think they've yeah, done I mean, a lot of bad, annoying stuff. And this I, is just I the tip of think, the iceberg. I think their show does a good job at spinning a lot of what they do and um and making it entertaining and having important messages. And I think Kim actually does a lot of good work as far as like uh, prison system stuff goes. But like this at a time in in history for America, voting for Kanye, supporting Kanye uh, for president is it is unacceptable, like unforgivable. It's yeah, it's bad. Hey, but you know what is great? What, Adele on SNL? I was going to say the young voter turnout that I've seen for like 18 to 29-year-olds, which is like quadruple what it was four years ago. Thank God. I Can think, we please um, keep pushing for one more week? I think, Keep talking yeah. to your friends. Early voting is really a thing this year. Well, yeah, I think no one wants to go wait in line and get the coronavirus. So if you if you are if you're at home and you haven't voted yet, early voting is where it's at. I didn't wait in line at all. I know Corey's going day of, but like, whoo, it was nice. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Did you watch Adele on SNL? 
I don't watch SNL because I don't ever think it's funny or entertaining ever. Damn. <laughs> okay, Jesus Christ. I watched No, didn't you did you, some comedian, I'm putting it in air quotes, was like the host a few weeks ago and he like he did you hear I mean, this? I don't watch. I haven't watched. The last memory I have of watching SNL live is when Lindsay Lohan was on and I think she was playing Hermione. And it was like 2007. The so. only SNL I ever want to see is the people breaking character, first of all, because those are funny. Everything else I don't think is funny. I don't want to hear about a dick in a box. I don't ever laugh at any of the stuff they do. Um, <laughs> there was a comedian that hosted like two weeks ago and he did his like cold open monologue. And I watched that because I saw people dragging him on Twitter. And he was- Oh, com- was it like anti-gay in some way? Yeah. And he was like comparing, saying Black History Month was- too short, but that Pride Month was too long, and he like was made he it, was he a white um, straight man person? Sure was. <laughs> yeah, well. and he was saying gay, and he was saying June was too long for us because not enough gay people have died to deserve a month with thirty days in it. You know, sometimes people take big swings and big I thought, misses. I thought, okay. Another reason I don't watch this show ever. Was Adele good? Did she sing? I've seen people talking. I've seen people posting pictures. I have not heard new music. So uh, so Adele was on SNL and did not release any new music. She was hosting. She was not the musical guest. But I have heard rumblings. And maybe by the time this is out, it'll happen. But I've heard we have on Adele's album, a duet with Lady Gaga. Is this... Like how Maggie Rogers tweeted, reply, quote, tweeted someone the other day who said they hoped new Maggie Rogers music was coming soon. And she, quote, tweeted with side eye emoji like it could be because I don't need to be teased like this by female singers who I adore. Well, I don't know. I don't have the answers. Would you listen to an Adele Christmas album? Absolutely. Do you think as soon as the election's over, we're allowed to start listening to Christmas music? No, I would like to actually have a moment for Halloween music. We really skipped over oh, that. I feel God. like the you people really your didn't Halloween do the Halloween music the gig. agenda. Listen, Halloween. Listen, canceled. people didn't people didn't do the gig. I don't feel like I had my Halloween spooky moment. Did you listen to the new Kim Petra spooky song? She had another one. She released one song this year that's like added to uh, that turn off the light shown up two. on any of my Spotify playlists, which it really should have because I've listened to the hell out of Malibu this year. It wasn't, it, yeah, I don't think it was on uh, New Music Friday. And when I went to her page to find it, it didn't, it wasn't listed as like the latest release. It was just, I think, added to the latest album. So they really fucked that up. Drop the ball. Dang. I couldn't figure, I couldn't figure it out. Well, um, how many more days do I have to wait until I get to listen to the Carrie Underwood Christmas album? You can do it now. It just seems, I will say, living in California. What, what will you say? I will say, having lived in California for almost 10 years now, it's just harder to get into, like, just doesn't. The Christmas spirit. It just doesn't feel like Christmas time when there's not, or like holiday season when there's not like snow on the ground. You just have to create that um, vibe for yourself. I just, that's why I have the Mariah Carey Christmas album and the Kelly Clarkson Christmas album in my car. And I just need to put it into my CD player so it starts playing when I get in. That's a great idea. Okay, I'll start it as soon as the election's over. Great. 
Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Did you carve any pumpkins this year? I did not. Did you? No. I have a little baby pumpkin next to my mirror, which is like the extent of my festivities. I have done nothing spooky. Well, that's why I'm saying we need to listen to the new. Oh, you know what I did do? I went to a drive in. I saw on your Insta story. uh, It was like a, it was called a a haunted hayride, but um, which I think is what it would normally be. But it, it was like a drive in park in a parking lot and watch this huge screen. And you know how like, but do you drive through it? No. You, well, you the the road to the parking lot is is lined with kind of a drive through experience yeah, where like people with like chainsaws and shit. Yes, and like a whole bunch of houses and like setups. You know, like as if you were walking through a haunted ha- house, but it, instead it's you're driving through a haunted neighborhood. Yeah, got it. So that was kind of cool, and um, the parked experience was kind of. Um, it was like a one hour concert, but like you're watching a recording of like spooky people singing spooky themed rock songs. It was like, I was like, okay. <laughs> but the whole time during it, there's people in costumes running around all the cars and like sneaking up to the windows and spooking and scaring people. So that was thrilling. So yeah, I was watching the TikToks as one does and someone was going through what looked like a drive-through hayride moment where there were like dead people walking on the sides of the cars and they had axes and chainsaws and shit. And the person in the passenger seat said to this spooky ghoul, uh, hey, do you want a hot Cheeto? And she yelled, I can't, I'm allergic. <laughs> oh my we were asking but all like, of the, she, I, I brought a joint and so i was like we, but we forgot a, lo- a lighter and so we were like we need to ask these spooky people if they have a lighter and i'm like they're not gonna have a lighter dude so then we were asking the cars next to us and I, we were about to get in trouble because you're not allowed to get out of your car and it was a whole to do do cars not have remember like in the 80s when every car came with a little push-in cigarette lighter yes i said that and nick said his does not have that and i said no i don't i, don't think, think, I just don't, I don't think, think you know any- about your car no i don't think cars have that anymore i i don't know god how much do i have to pay to get that back once when i was little because i never i remember i never knew what it was my dad like ran into the store to get something and i pushed it and burned my fingertip real bad with it because i didn't know what it was and you learned your fucking lesson we should have fucking sued ford or whoever i should be rich Okay, well, there's still time. I don't know. I don't know the window for that. Does anyone have an 80s car I can burn my finger on with your cigarette lighter? Would be great. Quite a kink. 
Well, <laughs> that's what I'm into these days. You got to feel something, you know, <laughs> anything. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing left on my list of things to talk about, um, did uh, I was going to say, did you see, but there's no world where you saw this. Judy Dench. Do you know who that is? Yes. Tell who the people who that is. Oh, well, she's an old actress. She's a dame. She's an old actress. She's British. Um, she's got gray hair. She was cool. in James she, Bond movies. <laughs> she just... Um, Wasn't she Q? She just she revealed. She revealed that she gave a goldfish mouth-to-mouth recitation <sighs> once. Resuscitation. <laughs> What did I say? Recitation? <laughs> yeah. What's recitation? Like reciting like, something? Yeah, it's like a speech. Resuscitation. You gotta um, resuscitate. Well, she gave that goldfish mouth to mouth. I wonder if it came back. I didn't read that far in the but article. But fish don't <laughs> breathe air. Go off. Okay, science. What you do, spit in its mouth? Fucking kinky oh, would that little be the, fish, bitch. Would that be the equivalent? Because they breathe water or whatever the that, hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple of scientists here on Psychobabble. Hey, P.S. I um, I actually had a very spooky week. I watched a lot of scary movies. I watched The Purge last night. Okay, I love. Which I didn't love. I watched. Was it The Purge about America? Yeah, it was the election one. I had tweeted in 2016 before the election. I said, well, go see pur- The Purge election year if you want to find out what it'll be like when Donald Trump is president. Well, it wasn't that far off, to be honest. Um, I watched The Craft, which I loved. Is that... Okay, that's the one with that spooky girl who has, like, spaces between her teeth. Could be. (laughs) It's like four friends who are witches and then (laughs) shit goes down. Yeah, we rented that when I was a kid and I fell asleep watching it. It really held up. And then I watched Witches of Eastwick, which was also fun. And a star-studded cast. Really great. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh my god! I I was like blown away by like who they had in it. Uh, Cher yeah. is in it. Faruza um, Feru- Balk, who's in the craft. I feel like <laughs> maybe she I just has. I, I, maybe I just Google her teeth real quick. <laughs> you keep talking. And then I watched um, uh, one last movie. Uh, it was so terrible, and I hated it. It was um. What was it? What was it? Something about witches. So she just has big teeth. But I will say, when I searched Feruza Balk teeth, the majority of the pictures that came up are from the craft. Was that the only movie she was in? I don't know. know. Oh, the last one I watched was Practical Magic. I don't think I've seen a worse movie this year. Is that Sandra Bullock? And um, that redhead woman Tom Cruise maybe married? Nicole Kidman. Yes, the two of them as witches. It Practical Magic, it was so bad. There was it was lacking in magic. Like nothing was magical about it. They were witches, but they weren't really doing much magic. And I'm like, okay, well, what am I here for? And there was no plot. I was I was upset about it. It was so bad. You have you watched Death Becomes Her? I haven't seen that yet. Oh my God. Put it on your list of things to do before the end of the year, before the end of the okay. month. Okay. Maybe I'm not kidding this time. Okay, okay. It's like all the classics I tell you to watch and you never do. I've really had a spooky, spooky week though. D- no screams? Or you already watched all those like two weeks oh, ago. Oh yeah, we, we like a week or two ago, we watched Scream 1 through 4 in order. I've really been <sighs> busy. See, you're so lucky. My roommate won't watch scary movies with me 
So I guess I just, I guess I have to. I guess I'm going to do it alone. Another marathon alone. Another, another life alone. Well, on that note, I hope you have a great day. Thanks. Um, what do you think we should do next week for uh, the episode that's coming out on Election Day? Oh, um, maybe, I don't know. What kind of mood's everyone going to be in? What are you guys going to want to listen to? I don't know. I Let us we'll, know what you think because yeah. uh, this will come out and then we're going to have some time in between actual election day and, and um, recording. Recording. So tell us, would you prefer a, a, maybe a podcast that goes up the day of that's like go vote, but like talking about other things? It feels like I know. That? See, I know. Maybe that's we, where maybe I was we upload one torn. on Wednesday with our reaction or Ugh, I don't. Or that seems maybe to we, <laughs> that I don't know. Tell dangerous. us what you think. <laughs> no, we'll come up with something fun. But I'm like, yeah, that's my whole point. Was yeah, maybe people are going to want a 30 minute non-election discussion to distract them for a good half an hour on actual election day. And maybe it's like a reward. It's it's zero election mentions. But exactly, um, that's what I was getting. And at. it's your reward for telling everyone you know to vote and voting, blah blah blah, getting it done. And then after you do that, you're allowed to come listen and and detox with us. I love that. Maybe that's what it'll be. Let us know if that's what you want. Corey, where can people find you? I am at Corey Cool everywhere. K-O-R-E-Y-K-U-H-L. And I'm also on Cameo now. Hey! (laughs) So so reach out. Uh, Cameo.com slash Corey Cool. Yeah, and I will say you were actually right. These are really fun to do. Yeah. And like cute. Anytime I'm in, in like a funk mood... If I open Cameo and do like a couple of those, it feels so nice to just like, I don't know. It's it's a, a good vibe making a video for somebody and knowing it's like a surprise for someone or it's going to make yeah. their day in some way or you get to talk to them about something that they love and it's like my, a little gift to someone. It's I love doing them. One of my Animal Crossing friends, Jazz, was like, I just want an update about what's going on on your Animal Crossing island. And I think I just talked for like two or three minutes about Animal Crossing and it was so nice. I had one that was like, I love Lady Gaga as much as you do. Let's talk Chromatica. And I was like, girl, I can talk. So I just sat there and then I took her, I took my camera into my closet. I did a tour of my, all of my um, Lady Gaga merch section of my closet. I was like, you know what? You didn't ask for this, but this is what you're getting. Yeah. Somebody asked for like behind the scenes info about the amazing race. I was like, hell yeah, I can talk about this forever. And so I showed the little Travelocity roaming gnomes that we have. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's where you can find me. Where can they find you? You can find me um, screaming into the void, asking people have they voted yet, which you should join me. Text everyone you know. It's very fun. <laughs> and it feels like you're actually doing something. Like to, to send all of everyone I know, like an, uh, please vote and here are some resources, actually has been like, oh, I'm doing something, you know? Anyway. I love it. <laughs> Paul, love it. Okay, have a good life, Corey. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.